We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord light. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and Clinton show. I love your show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot, Tyler? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. I'll tell you <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubeway. Ah, the drive is live and in color and in the house. That's right. Ah. That uh, that there is Tyler Milner, the uh, tenth best producer in all of Afternoon Drive, not in Los Angeles and New York. Clint Turner's still in Cabo, folks. Uh, ain't heard from him very much, so I feel like he's having a hell of a time. And the uh, deleter is back. That's right, baby. Man. The deleter. The deleter. Who put that in the rundown? That's is that you or uh, Ron? What? That's, yeah, you know that is, don't you? They don't hear you. What's Tyler. in the rundown? What? All right, you did it. All right. That answers. That's all I need to know. The stuff on the latest search for for a head coach. Sean, that I, voice there, the deleter, Sean Bajani, is with us again. You ready? Uh, real quick. I'm going to have to address something with you guys later on. Uh, okay. It's, well, please say it with the chest, by the oh way. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know I don't know if we can continue, you know, while Sean is here to, to have that open about, uh, you know, the best terror on the station. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? He's just I mean, buzzing it. Uh, let, me, let me see. Let me see where he, He's not bald. I mean, we just take a hit. I need a haircut. I think it looks good, man. It's I used to rock long. the buzz cut. It's too so long. you keep it buzz. I keep it buzz, man. I ain't paid for that's a haircut the, in the, oh, you do 16 it years. Yeah. Important for the listener to I'll, know, I'll, the buzz cut is not due to necessity. Sean has hair. God, I do I, have hair. He's not like Pendergast. Can we do something? It is kind of out of necessity, I want to do some. <laughs> I just want to have some kind of bet. To make, I want you to go Nick Wright this thing. I want you to just grow it out. I want to see how long it can get. I want to see how long it can get. Johnny, you can rock oh, the hell out God. of this. I need to, I need to hit my boy Nick up. Bet we could make. I would, li- I would seriously. If there was a game bet we could make. I would, uh, I would almost bet to shave my head bald if you just went and grow and Woo. grew it out. But I can't do that. You just want me to go to that awkward stage, that six-month oh, stage yeah. where it's just like it's so awkward. Yeah. Oh, that's why I keep so it this way, yeah, man. Just, I just want to see that thing long, man. I just, I did, I did, yeah, you grow. I thought you, you know was said. I thought you had to close. Thank you. I thought you had to uh, <laughs> shave that thing off. No, it's, you ain't losing it. You, you're choosing to go there. <laughs> I am choosing to go there out of necessity. 
Hair, haircuts cost too much. I need to see a picture of your. Did I'm you used? That. Did you used to have a, a longer, a longer shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, yeah, you, yeah. Was, I bet I, you was a little hard. When, when, when I was like uh, middle school, early high school, I had. What like, was your hairstyle? I had longer hair. Like, uh, give me, a, give me, give me somebody that I can tapered. You know, I had that longer tapered. Up and then tapered look. up with a little. Okay. I had frosted yeah. tips in middle school. <laughs> Did you really? Absolutely. You are lying. No. Oh wait, you're oh, not lying. I've seen yes. old pics. Uh, it's actually. Oh he, oh, he was. He that was that had to be at the height of your new kids. I mean, your in uh, sync and Backstreet. Oh, kids. absolutely, it was. It was, that, it was all the rage, and it, it wasn't even really frosted tips. It, it was the skunk look. I just had like a streak of blonde hair across the top of my brown head. Oh God! All right, seven one three five seven two four sixteen Thanks, on the Mom. trailer wheel and frame text line. Text in if you had frosted tips. <laughs> I had it for a while too, bro. Probably, probably went on for too long. Yeah, yeah. Looked was, like a guy who wore, who had frosted tips <laughs> and wore Doc Martens and then big ass <laughs> wide, big ass jeans. I forgot to ask you guys, how was the Waffle puppies. House last night? Yeah, I didn't make it. Nobody took nobody <laughs> took any of well, the Waffle House stuff on the offer. <laughs> well, they Come didn't, on in. They didn't have they didn't <laughs> have a, they didn't have a party at twelve. The one yeah, I was trying to make a reservation, dude. So it, it couldn't happen. This is Waffle House. You don't need a reservation. All right, hey, <laughs> come no, on in. All right, we got we got to get to this because we will get to and Tyler will update us here in a little bit the latest on the coaching search. But I do got to get this out. So we understand a little bit. We understand that the Texans have. Had a Zoom interview with Sean Payton. We understand that Sean Payton had an interview with the Denver Broncos and is flying out tomorrow to New York to have an interview with the Carolina Panthers owner, Dave Tepper. We know he's got three. He's had a request for Arizona, has not uh, has not interviewed with them yet. Um, so we've got an understanding that he's met with three teams. He himself said on Colin Cowherd that it would take a mid to late first round pick for the Saints to get him. So he's he's, telling me there's a chance. He's he's brought out and said some things. Here's the latest rumor. There's a report. Head coach Sean Payton is rumored to want a long-term contract that averages between 20 and 25 million per year. A huge investment seeing the teams will have to trade for a first-round pick, at least, for Sean Payton's services. So we're getting the numbers that Sean, we've heard it may be steep, 20 to $25 million and Sean. Who's that from? And, and Sean, but Sean, this is the USA Today. It's it, multiple reports and multiple now. multiple reports, this one I got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh 20 to 25 Cheryl and Tyler, if you can, I th- the, the list of the top head coaches, I, I think Belichick is at 20. I think Belichick's at 20 a year. Um... I think I think probably the the top five to seven are between ten and twenty million a year. I, I think Belichick right now is number one at twenty a year. Pete it's, Carroll fifteen. Pete Carroll fifteen. That's a shame before God. Just that's what the Chiefs are just stealing Andy Reid. It sounds like you are correct. Show it's uh, Bill Belichick leading the pack at twenty mil. Twenty twenty mil. So Belichick the greatest for twenty twenty three. Twenty a year, and then and then and then his second is Pete Carroll at fifteen. That no. is correct. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've got Sean McVay. Oh. Fifteen to eighteen. Well, okay. I'm just looking at their 2023 salary to be okay. clear. Okay. Okay. So, so twenty million, and he's saying he wants between twenty and twenty-five million. Stop. It. All right. You're saying stop it. So that. So what? Now, when you hear that, 
John, what I mean, where are you? I can't because yeah, you. I can't believe it. Woo, I, I can't believe money. it. What you mean you can't believe it? I can't believe it. it. I mean, I, I, check makes 20. I, I, that makes sense. I don't believe It's too conflicting. It's too conflicting. How long is Bill Belichick's contract? Does anybody know? No. Nobody knows. I oh. tried to look this crap up yesterday. I mean, I, I wasted way too much of my time to look up coaching contracts, and it wasn't for this reason. I was doing it for another reason. <laughs> and so... I couldn't find any information on it. And you're telling me Bill Belichick makes $20 million a year. I'm pulling up a report that was published six days ago from SportsNot. And it has Sean McVay as the highest paid NFL head coach between 15 and 18 per year. Belichick, 12 and a half per year. Pete Carroll, 11 million per year. And you're telling me a dude that hadn't coached in a year. That has, I'm not going to argue his resume. It's a great resume and he's only 59 years old. But you're telling me Sean Payton. Is not only going to cost an organization maybe now multiple first-round picks, but you're also going to have to pay him $25 million per year? I, I don't, don't believe it. I don't think Sean's going for multiple first-round picks. I've heard reports of the, the Saints wanted to look for look at what John Gruden went for for almost 20 years ago. That was multiple first-round picks. It was Listen, two ones and two twos. Sean Payton had already said what it – Sean Payton and, 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 uh, and, and Loomis are really, really close. Sean Payton's already said what, what he thinks it's going to be. I know what the Saints are going to try to get. I think it could be multiple picks. I don't think it's going to be multiple firsts. All right, but, but I have a theory but on the that. the 20 to 25 million. So just hold on, hold on, hold on. You hear 20 to 25 million. Uh, somebody has already, within the first three minutes of the show, called me an idiot, so welcome in uh, <laughs> to the drive. Uh, but that's, that, that changed things for you when you hear the price tag. Because I, I, I don't think the draft pick compensation has changed. The money is twenty to twenty-five million. Does that change anything for you? I mean, it doesn't count against the salary cap, no. and the Texans obviously have no problem paying people to not coach no. for them. Doesn't count. So it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it changes my mind. I just find it unbelievable. Not like, wow, I can't believe that, but I don't believe it. I literally do not believe that number. I think that number is absolute horse crap. You don't believe that number? Don't believe the number. Oh, I, I completely believe You're it. telling me right now Sean Payton should be should be the highest paid coach in the NFL right now today? No, and no. Neither should Deshaun Watson. Nobody should make more than Patrick Mahomes in the league. But multiple people do because it's their turn, <laughs> right? Like, like, watch. You think Justin Herbert should make more than Patrick Mahomes? He's going no, to. No, no. I, I get what you're saying. Right? Like, I, it's it's demand. I and it's his that. time. And Sean Payton is a hot, hot commodity. The best head coach candidate that's been out there since Andy Reid took over in Kansas City in 2012. And a guy that can change an organization. And there's going to be demand. Here's and what, you, got a, you got Denver, who I sure know ain't scared to pay for. Here's what's happening. The organization, and and by that I mean the New Orleans Saints are going to get theirs for Peyton's services. So Peyton's camp is maybe saying, well, the organization's going to get exactly what they want for my services, allow me to go work elsewhere, and now I'm ready. Let's just say now he's ready. He There's a job out there that he wants, and I've got to get this out there. I've got to be able to get mine. And you know what? If I'm so hot, if I'm such a hot commodity – then I'm going to be paid like one. I'm going to be paid like the hottest coaching yes. candidate on the market. Name your price. 25 sounds good. That's a good round number. Why not? Let's double the 
highest paid coach currently on a year to year basis. Yeah, Let's yeah. go ahead and do that. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think I, he'll. I think he'll get probably what if he's asking. What, it's a starting point. It's a, what, what Belichick is getting. I, I, like, yeah, I think he probably will. Just like we see in a lot of markets, when it's your turn and you're a hot commodity, like he is, and you have skill sets like he is, the highest paid coach is twenty. Well, let me step in and get. Let me step in and get my money. I believe in Nick Casario. For me, though, it doesn't add anything to the cap. And my thing is, how bad do you want to be out of this football hell? Sure, you can hope. And yes, it won't cost as much. Yeah, you could probably pay D'Amico Ryan's $5 million. You can probably pay Shane Steichen $4 million. You can probably pay Jonathan Gannon $5 million, $4 million. You could probably, yeah, and may not give up a draft pick. But you're hoping. And you're wishing. Now, this ain't my money, and the McNair's got it. Got it. They'll pay it. They can pay it if they want to. How bad do you want to get out of this football hell? It sounds like a stranglehold to me. The number just went up. The asking price just went up after Sean Payton visited for however long he did for the, with the Houston Texans on a Zoom call because he spoke to the most desperate team out there. So, yeah, sure, the Texans are interested. Maybe Peyton's actually interested, despite what a lot of people think after the reports of what Colin Cowherd said on his podcast yesterday or his radio show, whatever. Um, But he spoke to the most desperate team out there. So the price is going to go up. The per year is going to go up. Not one draft pick that's mid to late, but mm, two. In fact, to hell with two, let's get the Gruden package from 20 years ago. Two ones and two twos. I mean, I I get it. I just, I I don't press pause on the per year, the coaching salary. I, and I'm not even sure, like. No, you're giving up. Yes, you're going to have to pay his salary, and you're going to have to give up compensation. Yes, it sucks. I know many of you out here who are sitting in here talking about I'm an idiot and saying, yes, send Brandon Cooks with him. It is $18 million (laughs) for a trade. Like, you guys are being. Can't trade players, people. Yeah, hell with it. No, send him, send him a. Send him a gift card to, to IW Marks. Uh, send or them, Chili's. Send him a gift card. No, I'd send him to Twin Peaks. Send him a gift card to Great Twin point. Peaks. Right, like, Boobs come on, man. Right, like, yeah, I know. Hell, yeah, let's see. Let's, let's, let's just give him whatever. Give him a sixth. Sure. No, man. Do you, how bad do you want to get out of this football hell? It's a real world, people. How bad? How bad do you want to continue to be embarrassing like this? Like someone texting craziness again. You can continue to call me a dumbass, but listen to the words you're saying. Peyton. Oh, 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 the whole argument that Peyton is the guy is BS. The other candidates give you just as much, if not a better chance for success without giving up any draft capital. The guy is drunk. No, you're hoping. <laughs> you're hoping. You've never seen what D'Amico Ryans has done. Had somebody tweet me last night. What have... What has Sean Payton ever done without Drew Brees? Well, what has what has D'Amico Ryan's ever done? I enjoyed as that a thread, coach, by the way. As a head coach, what has he ever done? You don't know. Do I think D'Amico Ryan's could be a really good coach? I think so. He's my second choice. I like Shane Steichen. I do. But man, the Texans, as I've said the last day, and I cannot believe many of you aren't here. But aren't you sick and damn tired of just, boy, I hope, I hope, wouldn't you want, 
Wouldn't you want your ownership and the people running your organization to put themselves in the best possible situation to get out of this? Stop being a dumbass. The best possible situation is getting Sean Payton. And I'm just saying, now that you've heard a mid to, to late round pick in the first round one, and you heard twenty to twenty-five million, but that's from his. Out. That, that that was from Peyton earlier this week. The asking price initially, from what he'd been told in his conversations with the Saints. Now there's reports that are saying John Gruden package. Well, that's not the John Gruden package. The John Gruden package is two ones and two twos. We'll see. I just listen. We'll, I don't believe he's going to get. I don't think he's going to go for two 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 ones. And if it is two ones. Then to me, yeah, that is too rich because I uh, because I think you're just trying to get taken advantage of, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody is going to give him two ones. Deluxe and which, not but but, but is it fair for me to is it fair for me to know that Mickey Loomis and Sean are like best friends, like really really close? The GM in New Orleans and Sean would go on national TV and say what he believes the package is going to be that it would be around that. Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of fair? Like we're hearing reports saying they want the John Gruden package, and then we got Sean Payton who has a relationship with Mickey Loomis and would come out on TV and say mid to, mid to, mid to late first round. Yeah, I just wish maybe Cowherd would have asked the question about four or five days ago. <laughs> hey, what, by the way, how much, is it how gonna, much are you going to be looking uh, at per well, year? Well, see, he did ask him, and Sean's kind of skirted away from that. And yeah, get that. And I, I, I get that. I, I really do. But to me, you know, there's there's something a little bit larger at play here. Like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the guy that said it from from his lips. Okay, mid to late first. But that's also before he spoke to the most desperate team in the entire league. Numbers and situations are going to change. And it might be a situation where, you know, the Saints are strong arming anybody else. If you're real, they're asking the same question you did. How bad do you want them? This bad? bad? Okay, here's what it's going to cost you. It's just the starting point, but negotiations change depending on what and team it, you're talking to. And if it, if it gets to two first rounds, that to me, I don't think anybody is going to give that up. And I'll be honest with you, n- not a lot of people have that ammo yeah. like, the, like they do. And not a lot of people – and Sean Payton, I don't think, wants to go places that then has to give up a whole bunch yeah. of ammo to get him. And now the he Texans don't have do first-round picks. The Texans do. And if nobody else is giving it, I don't – like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's I'm, – I'm listening to what he's saying. But you have a line. One first-round pick in 20 to $25 million that does not account to your cap is not something that I'm out on. Mm. All right, coming up. Yeah, you think it through. Y'all can call me a dumbass all you want to. I'm sure you are. How bad do you want it? Hey, there it is. There it is. Coming up, this Rockets situation. The, the number one thing that I think is problematic with the Rockets as they lose their 12th straight yesterday. We'll discuss that next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. Clint Sterner's out today. <clears throat> Bashan, <clears throat> excuse me, Sean Bajani is in the chair, is um, <clears throat> having a good time rolling today. <clears throat> My goodness. You okay? That, that should be me. Like, throat, boy. I'm the one that just had to digest $25 million per year yeah. from you. <clears throat> like, what? Got it. Got it now. 20 to $25 million. You starting to choke on it. No, nah, I'm good. Shoot. Up here talking about money that the owner got to pay. I just, boy, I, I killed me. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's like that Dexter said yesterday. Maybe, maybe if you started investing in tickets more, you'd care more. Oh yeah, like, like that is going to be the factor. All right, um, listen, a lot has has happened the last day with the Houston Rockets, and uh, they continued uh, with their losing streak in the battle of the two worst teams in basketball. At home, they of course came out with the L. Which is not good enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and he's not even here. Um, but we heard a lot happening with John Wall yesterday, fellas. Steven Silas had some reaction and responses before the game yesterday. But the the point to me overall with the, the John Wall conversation, and, and I think what you put and talked about yesterday when we talked about this briefly, just more off of what the hell the organization and where they are right now in mm-hmm. terms of these young players. This uh this this was uh something that jumped out to me that uh that Paul Silas had to say about how different things are with their rebuild. I'd say that this situation is very different than any other situation I've been in with young guys because we have so many, right? There's nineteen and twenty year olds who are the ones who drive the drive the bus, basically. All right, that's um, that was it. That was it right there. That they drive the bus. That gave me pause right there when we when I heard that audio for the first time two hours ago. I said, "Wow, well, wow!" Please, let us let us all in on your wow. What 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 why did it, why did it stop you in your tracks and hit you with a wow? Accountability. Yeah, you know, he was and he was asked more specifically yesterday in terms of how he's holding guys accountable, and he said not a damn thing. He didn't say a thing. 
he gave me nothing tangible, nothing to hold on to, nothing to point to. Aha. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you go Oprah? An aha moment? Aha! Don't you? aha! <laughs> and right there, like, I, I don't I don't even know if he still to this day, right now today, knows what he just said yesterday in response. Like, they're driving the bus. Well, no joke. It looks that way every single freaking night. And look, I, I know I'm, I'm being a little, like, hyperbolic maybe, you know, with this, but... <laughs> That, that's what our eyes have told us the last two years with him at the helm and these young guys, 19, 20, 21. He says that all the time. Well, it's not just Steven Silas. This is Rafael Stone, too, because he's the architect of this thing, and he's in charge of putting all of these young guys in, in, in a place with no structure. A lot of these guys, like, spent little to no time at all in college, coming from a one, you know, safe, disciplined environment to a degree in high school when they were already entitled and the man and, you know, doing this, that, and the other thing, like Jalen Green, and you're going to the NBA where you're instant millionaires and you have no structure, no discipline, you know, no carrot dangling in front of you. You're automatically going to an organization, a professional organization that doesn't give a rip about winning. When all you did for four years in high school was bust your ass and try to win and make a name for yourself and set yourself up getting your family up to make money. And now it's like winning doesn't matter. So this is a free-for-all, and it's a problem with an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid that doesn't have that structure, that developmental year or two or three in college. And that's just me. Like, maybe, Johnny, you sound old, and, you know, that's stupid, that's a dumb way of thinking. I don't think so. I See, see, the thing that bothers me about this, I mean, it's a tank. Right, let's be honest. Listen, it is. I heard what John Wall said. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not even tripping about tanking like three years ago. Uh, you see it? You're trying to put yourself in a good position. My biggest issue is this is a this is becoming a three year tank. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would think the tanking would be concluded once you got Jalen Green and you got Jabari. Uh, even before that, when you got Jalen Green and Shagoon. Right, two young centerpieces, two guys where you're like, all right, we want to grow and get these guys in a space where they can be big parts of a playoff-level team. Mm -hmm. Right, As soon as that happened, as soon as you got to number two, you got Jalen Green, your guy. I remember we had had different people on talking about, yeah, Cade Cunningham is good, but, boy, I think Jalen Green might be the best guy in the draft. Uh, We we had our guy, uh, uh, Ryan McDonough, who was a former former GM for the Sun, said, to me, I would go with Jalen Green. You got a young piece. You got a guy that I think in a perfect world, the Rockets and Rockets fans are hoping he could fall somewhere in between John Morant at the very, very height to a Donovan Mitchell, right? You're hoping that that, 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 that in some form you can have a guy like that with his size, his speed, his, his leaping ability. That's you're high hoping, caliber, yeah. You're hoping, you're, but that's what you're hoping at, yeah, too. And, sure. and, and, and it was something that people really thought – Jalen Green was going to be a big-time player in the league. Well, when you get him and you get a guy like Shagoon who is showing that, that, that he could, you would think the tanking stopped. Hey, no. Houston fans, I am so happy. <laughs> get off of that. You would, think, you would think the tanking stops. Then you would think the tanking stops when you got Jabari Smith. Then you would think we would start to, 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 to do things to put pieces around them 
to get them ready to start winning. We need to start to win. And then when we hear what John Wall is saying, and we see night after night, and I see a guy like Mario Eli who looks like he wants to rip his suit off and throw it on the ground mm-hmm. and do the do the post-game show in his drawers because he's just that upset at what he's watching. You can tell they're still in tank mode. Yeah, they are. They're still in tank they mode. They are. It's a part and of at, the... at what point does it stop? How many young pieces do you think you need before you got to stop tanking? Yeah, and I don't know. I, I want to know what Rafael Stone is thinking. Like, maybe, maybe that was – and I don't think this. I, I'm not even. I don't even believe the words were that were about to come out of my mouth. But I mean, I was just going to say, like, maybe he wanted it to stop, and then it was like, man, there's this guy Victor Wimbanyama who's out there, and it's like, hmm. That's a loser. That's a loser organization. It is. But if you're, if that's your thought process. I'll just say this, and and don't kill me for it, be, because just kind of take it on 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 you know on the surface, the way that Lovey Smith and he wasn't consistent with this by any stretch. But the way that he kind of treated Damian Pierce throughout the course of the season, I think, is what we should be expecting from Steven Silas and this staff on how they should be treating guys like Kevin Porter Jr. And just you name anybody, Jabari Smith and Jalen Green particularly. And that, hey, when Pierce fumbled the ball, boom, get out. Let's address this right now. I'm going to give you another chance, but let's just understand something. He went back out, bam. Fumbled again, pulled him back out. He fumbled the ball four times this year, and he got chance after chance after chance. And But it wasn't before there was a slap on the wrist, and it was like, all right, we have to address this now. Get off the field. Okay, I'm not saying he handled it perfectly because Pierce obviously went on the field in high-leverage situations. It took him a month before he even saw the field inside of six minutes in the fourth quarter, and probably his lack of presence cost him some opportunities to win or tie some games and force uh, overtimes, okay? But you're seeing no accountability. When Jalen Green, you know, doesn't hustle down the court after a crap shot, you're seeing no accountability when he's playing about as much defense as you are at home watching on TV in front of your couch. And 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 why? What are you teaching a 19-year-old kid, a 20-year-old kid? It's the NBA. I think that's what I'm kind of looking for, what a lot of people get frustrated watching, you know, on a night-in and night-out basis. All right, man, we got to keep you updated on the coaching search. There's been some added news uh, to where the Texans are and some news around the league on other coaching situations. We got to keep you updated on all of that coming up next on the drive sports radio, 610 presents the drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner out today in uh, Cabo. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, Sean Bajani, that name, that voice you hear, you catch a lot of his work, sports radio, 610.com. And uh, does a lot covering a lot of different things for the station. Uh, We'll get uh, Tyler to update everything on the coaching search here in just a second. But, fellas, um, Bill uh, Bill O'Brien is interviewing, has completed his interview as offensive coordinator for the the New England Patriots. How about that, Bill? How about that? The quest. Those New England roots run deep, don't they? The quest, I'm telling you, Bill Bill is right now, he's eyeing this. Bill's going to be a head coach in this league again. He's tough, smart, and dependable, man, of Why? course. Hold on, you're going to go from interviewing with the with the Patriots oh. as OC to oh, yeah. he's going to be a head coach in the league again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Wow. Yep. Belichick's getting old. I wouldn't even rule out, yeah, maybe in the future. What'd you, th- what'd you think? 
you think about Josh? When Josh Josh McDaniels, I mean Josh was just horrific in Denver. Lost that yeah. job, came yeah. right back on home. He uh, went back years. to a place that was familiar. Yeah. Went to the Rams for a year, then he came back on home. But he didn't implode and self-destruct an organization like Bill O'Brien. Now, he Bill's never going to be a general manager <laughs> again. But when you talk about the coach, like think about how much, like you understand how much more successful a coach Bill O'Brien was Understood. than Josh McDaniel? Understood. Like, I mean, ten times more. But And, 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 may, and maybe, maybe, Maybe the Patriot mystique will will wash off, but I don't I don't think so because Josh got this job again. Yeah, and there's so many people by who, whom uh, by who's, another who's Patriot. He, yeah, who's he working for now? Another, another Patriot with well, the Raiders, but another. <laughs> but there's a lot of these cats rolling around, and if he gets yeah. and if he helps Mac Jones turn this offense around, ooh boy, he left it. He was there with Bryce Young for two years at Alabama and helped him become the number one or number two pick in the draft and. And helped him win the Heisman Trophy winner, and bam, now he's going to New England. And if he just does all right, he just does all right. Like Josh, Josh, Josh was awful with Denver. Mm-hmm. Came back under with, with Tom, got a job opportunity to go to the Colts, and then just effed over the Colts by deciding at the last second, yeah, no, I remember I'm that. good, and went back and did okay with Cam, and did. Pretty good with Mac, and bam, got a job. Yeah, I and understand that. You think about the resume, like the coaching resume, not the GM, but the coaching resume compared to Josh. Yeah. And if he does well with Mac Jones in this offense, I get it, oh, but I, I, I guess I'm kind of looking at it maybe from a, a, a psychological standpoint, right? Like you, you learned if you're Bill Belichick and your guys that have coached with him and worked with him before in the past. Maybe you learned so much more about Bill O'Brien and watching him kind of morph into this um, narcissistic, egotistical, you know, being here as a Houston Texan head coach turned general manager. Maybe you learned so much more about him as as a professional, you know, and maybe even as a person, you know, away from home, away from dad life, away from that, right? And maybe that's makes it a little bit more hard for it to be a conducive relationship when you have to be with this guy for 15, 16, 17 hours every single day, you know, the nitty gritty of a football season. Like maybe that makes it a little less attractive and somebody that, you know, you might want to look elsewhere for. Like, yeah, you appreciate the offensive coordinator, the mind, all of that stuff. But, you know, what, what, how has his mindset changed? How has his philosophy changed? How has his demeanor changed after having been allowed to do what he did in Houston for so many years now? You know what I mean? That, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, and maybe it's not – I'm not going to die on the cell and say he won't ever be a head coach Josh again. Josh quit on the Colts at, the, at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've heard, I've heard Wade Smith – But we still don't understand the ins I, and outs of that I've whole heard thing. Wade Smith say – I, that dude can never be trusted. Yeah. I would never trust him. He had he had hired coaches hired moving to Indianapolis, and he quit. Sure, and got a job. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's three full it, years. It's later. way different. Nah, it's way different. But look at Sean McVay. Hey. Sean McVay a week ago was like, "Hey guys, uh, go look for other jobs." You know, I, I may not be back. Let and then what? Like forty eight hours later, he's like, "I right, am back." Let this Patriots offense start playing. 
He did win four or five division titles. Got his team to the playoffs. Right? Was, was up twenty four to nothing. I get it. Hey, look, Chiefs. we've made all the arguments look about what Bill O'Brien. Boy, he's done. A, like it, you Mace can see Keenum, him. Ryan I, Boyer, I mean, Ryan Mallet, I, I think no. I, I think he's got a. I think he's definitely got a ceiling. But wait, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniel got another job that quick. I don't like you. You ain't supposed to be bad. I mean, bad the one time you got it. Bad at evaluating talent. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna draft Tim Tebow in the first round. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Come back yeah. and then get another opportunity, and then quit in the middle of the night. Change your mind after they've about to introduce you, and get another job. Yeah. Shoot. Shoot. I All get right. it. But in the meantime, before that happens, look, he's going back to a familiar place. No, I, and you know I think I mean? he's going to be successful and, there. But he's got to be. He's got to be before. Gotta, and I think he will. I, I mean, expect, like, look what he's got to come behind. I mean, hell, he, he had Matt Patricia calling plays. Fair. Look what he's going to come behind. And they won nine games. Or how many games they won. They almost made the playoffs. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, so he'll be uh, – he, he's well on his way to get another job. Tyler, what's the, what's the latest update on uh, the interview process with the Houston Texans? I think we got an understanding of when some other guys are going to be interviewing. That is correct. So this this whole thing with the Texans show the the search for a head coach. It's down to seven candidates now for him. We know that down five seven baby. Yeah, seven. It was at eight. Obviously, Ben Johnson. He's out of the picture. So we got seven candidates, and uh, five of those candidates for the Texans have had at least one interview thus far. Now the two we got to watch upcoming. Specifically tomorrow, you got the former Texan D'Amico Ryan's now the Forty ers defensive coordinator. He's going to be interviewing with the Texans tomorrow as Landry Locker was calling it, D-Day on a Friday. And then you got Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator. He will be interviewing this weekend with the Texans on Sunday. I wish you didn't say something like that. Kafka? I don't know. Do I need to play the Burger King music? No, actually, I want to hear this. I don't think it's going to work. He knew they were going to talk to him at some point. I, I just... I feel like I feel bad because I've been around. I don't know Mike Kafka. I've been around him. I covered uh, I covered the team uh, in Kansas City when he was the quarterback coach there. I I, I, I know him a little bit. Um, seems like a nice guy. I'm gonna feel I feel bad because Mike Kafka's name has just pulled out some kind of level of. What started out of annoyance to now catch me in the right moment, it could be rage, I think. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, and it's not and it's not Mike's fault. And I feel bad about it. I feel bad, but like when I oh, hear, no, so. when I hear his name, it, it is it I I'm, I'm getting and I hear how he has been touted here lately. It's real and it's a lot of people. A lot of people. Nationally, locally, everywhere, it is a lot of people. Like Mike Kafka is, is, is pissing me <laughs> off. Can we? Can, I love this music. Can we just acknowledge the double standard between Mike Kafka and Eric Bieniemy? Can we? Can we Ooh. just do that? Because I, I know sir? there's about to be. I know. I, I know. Sure, there's got to be a lot of people in the trailer wheel and frame text line are about to threaten to stop listening or about to text in and, and text in their anger. But hey, can, oh, we, damn. Let's just, so can we just acknowledge it? Like the Mike Kafka thing, I, I'm gonna say it right now. I am I am a okay with Mike Kafka being considered as a head coaching candidate in this league. 
And why are you so upset, man? I, I think he seems like he has a, a, a potential of a sharp mind. But all the things that have been laid out as negatives or why are or, or, or cons against Eric Bieniemy are somehow pros and positives for old Mac, Mike Kafka. Like my, Mike Kafka, oh, he comes from Andy Reid, so he don't, oh, really? Oh, and, and, and now he's he's under under Brian Dable. Those were those were negatives for Eric Bieniemy. Those were all, oh, see, it's not him. And now, oh, he's calling plays. Hey, guess what, folks? Eric, Eric Bieniemy calls plays sometimes, too. He's called plays more than his predecessors, who both were head coaches in Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy when they were under Aaron, Andy, B, Andy Reid. And now Mike Kafka calls plays for Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball, an offensive coach. And now he gets the credit and it gets it as a positive when Eric Bieniemy, these were all negatives. Can we just acknowledge the double standard? But it's utterly, it's utterly laughable and ridiculous. I got no problem with Mike Kafka being a head coach. But if you're going to crush Eric Bieniemy for coaching underneath Andy Reid and not being the, the brainchild of the offense, it can't be a positive for Mike Kafka after one year. You got to be kidding me if you don't think that offense is roped around Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball was in Buffalo and changed. The reason why he got the job is because of what he did with Josh, with, with, with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. And then he goes over and Daniel Jones has become a different player. And all of a sudden, Mike Kafka gets it. Mike I, Kafka gets the credit. How does that not go to Dable? Like, 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 come on now. That is that the double standard. I mean, I think, I think Dable's been credited, but I mean, you know, you, sometimes you hear things from different places, and narratives can be kind of crossed. Like the biggest criticism outside of you know being crushed from coming from Andy Reid and maybe him some not always calling plays. If you're Eric Bieniemy, has been like the way that he interviews, right? But, like, but, and that's been kind of a consistent theme. That, that, that that's one piece though. But I, I, before we even get to the interviews. It was looked at, looked at as a negative mm-hmm. and a concern because he was under an offensive coach. That is what Mike Kafka is under. Mm-hmm. Mike Kafka's been an offensive coordinator for a year. Right, right. That's what he's under. How 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 does he not get? I don't know, man. I don't trust. Like we're gonna Brian Dable fix Josh Allen. We all we all believe that, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones seems to have turned a corner. Who would we naturally believe was the major part of that? The person who fixed Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, table, not Kafka. Yeah, that's not what that's not what happens. The, there is a clear double standard. Before we get to the interview part of it, which is a separate piece of garbage, but before we get to the interview part of it, like it is just a clear double standard. And I know some of you. Oh, will you shut up? I will not. I will not. May piss you off, but you know I ain't lying. Even if you go try to convince yourself, I'm not. Yeah, why just why would you start doing that now? Uh, how, how how I just don't want you to make it something that it's not. You know, like do we know everything that we can possibly know about Bienemy and his role under uh, Andy Reid? Do we know everything that we need to know about Mike Kafka and how he vibes with Brian Dable? You know we what do. I'm saying? We don't. We don't. But we don't know on either parts. 
except for what people tell us. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid has told us, Patrick Mahomes has told us, Travis Kelsey has told us that Eric Bieniemy calls plays. Even though they've said that, people don't believe that. Mike Kafka, Brian Daybolt told us Mike Kafka calls plays. Mm-hmm. We believe him. Eric Bieniemy under Andy Reid as an offensive guy. It's all Andy. It's not Eric. Eric's just over there getting a tan. Eric's just over there smoking a black. Eric's just over there drinking Gatorade. He's yeah. not. He's not a part of it. Mike Kafka. He's calling all the plays. It's his offense. It's insane. It's a double. It's a complete double standard. And it needs to admit it. And it's just sickening that the positives now, there are positives for Mike Kafka. And, and they've been nothing but negatives for Eric Bieniemy up to this point. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Coming up. <laughs> BK. <laughs> I think a lot of people needed that one. Coming up. I'm sorry, man. It's not Mike Kafka. I love it. He's just pissing me off. And every time I hear that name, I just go Look at you now, though. Man. You're smiling, bro. Sean Payton. They talked about that. He want $25 million per. Does that change your thinking at all on what the Texans should do with him? That's coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.